Hi there, and welcome to Sister Catherine's podcast. When we're loved, we thrive. It's that simple. But so many things stand in the way of accepting that God loves us all. He loves us individually, separately, specially. The truth is that you can walk free of the wounds that are binding your heart and suffocating your relationships. You can experience that total, blessed, forgiving love of God. And I want to accompany you on that journey. So welcome. And today, we'll be talking about four effective habits for calming the tempests in your spirit. A friend told me recently how many of her colleagues were feeling depressed. You know, the 24-7 access to the news that is filling every channel from public news sites to Facebook and Twitter feeds was somehow robbing them of energy and life. It's, it's as if in some way the nation has been mysteriously and collectively taken up with a force of superficial, sensationalizing, passion-filled banality. I look around, and it is true. I look around, and it's true. So many people exhibit signs of exhaustion, discouragement, and confusion. They are suffering from all kinds of storms that rage through their minds and hearts. I walk with some of these people who are inundated with words, words piled upon words, piled upon even more words. Healing, I believe, takes place when our senses are directed inward without a lot of words. When we do not run away from the raging fury of the inner storms of anger or fear, but instead stand in their midst with silent courage and serenity, refusing to be propelled into action by what we feel, it is then that healing takes place. So here are four habits you can develop to restore calm when there is a tempest in your spirit. The first habit, develop the habit of waiting. Ultimately, we are happy when we are connected to our deepest inner source. Through our senses, we either empty ourselves or we enrich ourselves with the beauty of an inner life. One person can read a story on the internet and dash off a passion-filled comment that is embarrassingly lacking fact and reflection. Another can read the same story and be drawn to prayer, compassion, and to that deeper space within where God, where God wordlessly makes his home. This person's comments and commentary contribute charity and clarity to the conversation. One important way to develop an inner life is to wait before speaking or responding to that email or dashing off a comment. Wait even if you do not feel anything or hear anything. Often our inner life is like a shy child. It needs to be sure that you will respect it and honor it before it has the courage to make itself visible. 
Waiting makes space for something deeper, something beautiful, something that is beyond our reactions. The second habit, develop the habit of awareness. As we wait, we discover that the tempests we thought were only outside of ourselves are also inside ourselves. Events we encounter trigger responses that are charged or springing from the passions within our own hearts. We often think and talk about these world or family situations in in a cynical way or an angry way or with words of discouragement. Even though we may feel that we are important, informed, or helpful, the more we repeat these types of conversations, the more we strengthen the underlying passions. In effect, these these charged thoughts appeal to the unpurified desires of our hearts. We are in danger of, of little by little becoming ourselves what we ridicule. By practicing awareness, we realize that we ourselves are subject to all manner of delusions, anxieties, and passions. Third, develop the habit of serenity. Serenity is the ability to disengage from the power of the tempest without acting on its suggestions. Let's say you are thinking that a particular event or situation shouldn't be happening. When you think this thought, notice what you are feeling. What are the sensations, emotions? What are the thoughts? Write them down. How are you affected by this thought that the event should not be occurring? What is the cost? of having this thought. Could the opposite of this thought also actually be true? And finally, do you really know that this shouldn't be happening now? When we disengage from the tempest within, we become free. Often without our realizing it, we become identified with a thought or feeling that isn't completely two. When we disengage from the tempest within, we become free. Often, without our realizing it, we become identified with a thought or feeling that isn't completely true or freeing. Through the serenity we gain by pondering the questions that we start to ask ourselves about the truth of our thoughts. We become liberated from their power and can choose our response to the situation at hand. The fourth habit. Develop the habit of seeing with the eyes of God. We sell ourselves short when we look at people and situations only through the eye of our own storms. Here's a simple process for taking the poison out of the passion-charged thoughts and desires that create the drama of the overwhelming tempests within. As you become aware of your anger, sadness, 
frustration or cynicism, you might have the grace to sense that there is also a deeper I within you. Seek to be present to this I who is also experiencing the event or situation. This I is deeply present to the reality, but it has no thought or judgment in its regard. This I feels called to accept what is happening to us within that greater plan of God's design that is mysteriously beyond what we can grasp. Doing this is it's not meant to condone or resign yourself to a situation. Rather, it is to open you up to what is also real, to the perspective of God. When we have stepped outside of the boundaries of the storm and stand within the heart of God, we look at the person involved and say, You are precious to me. Observe what unfolds within you as the person who was the problem becomes precious to you. Looking at the world from within the mind and heart of God and at the people who take part in the drama of our tempests as precious and held in life by God's breath profoundly shifts our inner space. It sometimes can even pull the plug, so to speak, on the storm entirely, and all that is left is love. Any number of issues in our country and our world trigger reactions within our minds and hearts. We can join the cacophony of voices speaking out of fear, anger, and cynicism, making them stronger, or we can step aside and speak wisely powerfully and prophetically with the heart of God, with words our world needs to hear. These four habits will strengthen you and gradually transform you into both a mystic and a prophet. When people decide they want to come out of the fury of the storm, you will find them coming to you. They will choose to come to you. They will choose to come to you for warmth, for support, for strength. They will come to you because you are no longer part of the tempest that everyone is in, but you have become a person of wisdom and peace. Would you like to continue this conversation? Join me on my Facebook group, sign up for my newsletter, Touching the Sunrise, and get immediate access to over 50 resources on Patreon when you support me for just $2 a month. I hope to see you there. God bless you.